and John. Sorry, sorry, John. good to come into the house of the Lord. Thank you for having me, uh, for welcoming me. Ah, it feels so good to be here. It really does. Ah, it's nice to be in a house where, where people just want Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, Jesus. This morning we're going to start with... Uh, with something kind of, Jesus loves children, <laughs> doesn't he? He loves children, and he loves, uh, 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 he loves hearing kids sing. So what we're going to do is we're going to, come on, you guys, you guys down here. We've got the kids in with us this morning. I want you guys to share the stage with me this morning. Come on up here. Don't stand on anything. Now, they're going to be singing a song with me. You make it? Are we good? Emily, are you going to stay up here? We're good. All right, now, apparently they have actions for this song that I wrote. That's good. Clap along. Are we going to start with this? I said, boom, chaka, laka, laka, boom, chaka, laka, laka, boom, chaka, laka, laka, boom. That's good. Boom, chaka, laka, laka, boom, chaka, laka, laka, boom, chaka, laka, laka, boom. One more time. Boom, chaka-laka-laka, boom, chaka-laka-laka, boom, chaka-laka-laka, boom. Boom, chaka-laka-laka, boom, chaka-laka-laka, boom, chaka-laka-laka, boom. How you doing, Renee? I say, Lord, Lord Jesus, won't you come and fill me up? Because without you, I'll be feeling so empty. I say, Lord, Lord Jesus, won't you come and fill me up? Because without you, I'll be... Feeling so empty. Fill me up till I overflow. Fill me up till I overflow. Fill me up till I overflow. Fill me up till I'm overflowing. Oh, oh, oh. I'm overflowing. Oh, oh, oh. I'm overflowing. Oh. I said, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, and self-control. I said, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, and self-control. I said, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, and self-control. I said, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, and self-control. Fill me up till I overflow. Fill me up till I overflow. Fill me up till I overflow. <laughs> I'm overflowing. Oh, 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 oh. I'm overflowing. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. I'm overflowing. Oh, oh, oh. I'm overflowing. Oh, oh, oh. I'm overflowing. Yeah. All right, sing this with us. I said, I'm boom chaka laga laga boom chaka laga laga boom chaka laga laga boom I said boom chaka laga laga boom chaka laga laga boom chaka laga laga boom 
Amen. All right. Good work. We're going to try another one. So that song was designed to teach them the fruits of the Spirit, but apparently I forgot goodness. And goodness, is that what you usually say? Good. So you got a good Sunday school teacher. That's good. But this one, I didn't miss anything. And this is the books of the New Testament, because if I left a book of the New Testament out, that would be very, very bad. So, but this is how we learn the books of the New Testament, isn't it? Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Acts and the letter to the Romans. You got hand motions for this? First and second Corinthians, Galatians and Ephesians, Philippians and Colossians. First 12 books of the New Testament. It's good. All right. First and second Thessalonians. First and second Timothy. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, and James. First and second, Peter. One, two, three, John, Jude, and Revelation. Yeah! I think we need to do it faster, don't you? You've got speed written on your T-shirt. I think we should do it quicker. Ready? really how you start a song, but we'll try today. Get set! Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Acts and the letter to the Romans. First and second Corinthians, Galatians, and Ephesians. Philippians and Colossians. The first 12 books of the New Testament. First and second Thessalonians. First and second Timothy. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, and James. First and second, Peter. One, two, three, John, Jude, and Revelation. Yeah, how did you do? You think we should try it faster? No? Faster? All the girls are going, no, and the guys are going, yeah. They have a need for speed. Ready? Up. Mark and Luke and John. First and the letter to the Romans. First and second Corinthians, Galatians and Ephesians. Philippians and Colossians. Come on, Emily. First 12 books of the New Testament. First and second Thessalonians. First and second Timothy. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews and James. First and second Peter. One, two, three, John, Jude and Revelation. Hey, give them a clap. Nice job, guys. I think that's about as fast as we can go this morning. You guys can take your seats again. Kids are so cool. You, le- you can learn so much from kids, aren't they? Man, they don't worry about the stuff we worry about. They don't get anxious like we get anxious. So, let me sing another song. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote a letter today And what I wrote was my own obituary Cause from the graveyard of self You have resurrected me I sing Jesus You have changed the way I do everything Changed the way I see everything, yeah With you I begin Every day the same Yeah, and I'm gonna drink deep That is why I came The truth is a river flowing Renewal for your mind Let it set your heart free The way that it did mine I sing Jesus You have changed the way I do everything Change the way I see everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked in the mirror today, and what I saw is not the same as yesterday. Cause more and more you're transforming and rearranging me. I sing Jesus. You have changed the way I do everything Change the way I see everything, yeah Jesus You have changed the way I do everything Change the way I wear my wedding ring You have changed the way I treat my family You have changed the way I see all my friends You have changed the ways that I spend my time Changed the ways that I use my mind Changed the things that I spend money on You have changed everything I ever thought was mine You have changed my emotions, you have steadied me Changed my eyes and what I let them see Changed the course of my history Thank God you're still changing me, yeah We're probably going to run the gamut of emotions this morning. I could jump for joy right now, but I know at some point I will cry this morning. Jesus has changed me. He has changed me and he's still changing me. Wrote that song and got to the end and thought, no, it just doesn't, it's not saying what's really happened. The nitty gritty, what happens when Jesus gets a hold of a man's heart? Changes everything, changes the way we see life. It changes the way we, we do everything. Change the way I do everything. You have changed the way I wear my wedding ring. You have changed the way I treat my family. Six-year-old, ten-year-old. Ten-year-old. You have changed the way I see all my friends and how I do friendship. 
You have changed the ways that I spend my time. My time is my life. If I waste my time, I waste my Change the ways that I use my mind. I can occupy my time and my mind with a lot of things. A lot of which are not worth any. Use my mind. You have changed the things I spend money on. You have changed everything I ever thought was mine. It's not mine anyway. It's all the Lord's. You have changed my emotions. You have steadied me. Not, you know, not perfect at that. But you know, God's not a moody God. He's not moody, huh? huh? He don't do moods. He likes us to appropriate our emotions. You know. And you can get angry at the, in certain moments. A righteous indignation is, is all right. And you can cry and you can get sad at the right moments. But um, moody, moody, bad mood. Uh. Change my emotions, you have steadied me. You have changed my eyes and what I let them see. Rather self-explanatory. In the day and age in which we live, thank you. You have changed the way. What's after that? Changed the course of my history. Changed the course of my history. Lord's changed the course of your history, hasn't he, Greg? Your children, your children's children. <laughs> yeah, generation to generation. Because the Lord got a hold of your heart. Oh. Generational curses, <laughs> busted. You know? So, changed. Um, okay, let's back her up. Um, hey, you guys know where I'm from? I sound funny, huh? I know I look funny, but I sound funny too. Do you know where this voice comes from, this accent, which country I was born in and where I was raised? Yes. Australia, strike one. All right. Um, yes, there she is. New Zealand. Yes, you knew, didn't you? New Zealand. Um, yes. Do you know where New Zealand is? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone under ten that knows where New Zealand is? Yeah, my friend. In a roundabout way. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, no. Um, China's kind of up here, and then if you got in, in one of those cool little Chinese boats and came down, you'd, you'd, you'd end up there. But it's, it's down the bottom of the earth, really. Australia is down there, and then there's New Zealand, and then down here is a whole bunch of ice. We're just above the ice. So, South Pacific, yeah, two little islands down there. And uh, that's where I grew up, and I uh, grew up in a Christian home, and I asked the Lord into my heart at eight years old. Any eight-year-olds in the house? No eight-year-olds. You're kidding me. Oh, there she is. Eight. Eight is, a, eight is great. Yeah, eight is good. And so I asked the Lord into my heart at the same age. I fell in love with him and uh, uh, really did. And I know that the Lord can get a, a hold of our, uh, our kids' hearts. 
We can't blow this one off. We can't say, well, we'll leave some of these things till later on. They can get some of the deeper things of God before we do. Because they're not jaded, you know, and they haven't heard as many lies. So eight years old, fall in love with the Lord. Rolled into my teenage years. And, um, you know, teenage years, even back then, were challenging. I mean, goodness me, being a teenager now is a, is a tough gig. <laughs> uh, but back then, there were a lot of distractions. And, uh, and I really fell prey to a lot of distractions. And the sweetness of my relationship with the Lord just kind of got shelved um, to, to my, uh, reg- uh, my regret, you know. Um, but it got shelved. Still went to church, loved God. But there was, a lot of, um, there was a lot of kind of crash and burn repenting happening, you know what I mean? They end up on Sunday, oh, sorry, Lord. And then just sort of back into, the, into everything in the, in the middle of the week, by the middle of the week. No good. Not really understanding the person and power of, of God in my life. Um, and, and not really even understanding who I was in him. So teenage years rolled on. And I uh, uh, will fast track a little bit. 21 years old. Um, this is two years ago. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I said that with my toes crossed. No, um, when I was 21, I, got, uh, I came over here to the United States. Uh, I got a phone call from a band called Newsboys. And uh, some of you may have heard of that band. And, and this, is, uh, this is 16 years old. So you can work out, some of you guys can work out how old I am. I was 21 when I got a phone call, and, I'm, and that was 16 years ago. Do it in your head and keep it to yourself. <clears throat> Um, and so uh, uh, I got this phone call, and they wanted me to, to join this band. And so I said, okay. And uh, they put me on a big airplane. I'd never been on an airplane before. And uh, oh, I'd been on a little airplane, but not a big one, and not flown overseas. So here I was, you know, came, landed in Los Angeles and, and came to the United States, um, which was a, a wild adventure. And I began to play bass guitar for the band. And a few weeks later after that, I found myself in Wichita, Kansas. Which, if you look on the very center of the map of the United States, at the map, it's right in the very center. To my mind, they should make it the capital. It's right in the middle. So there I was in Wichita, and we were doing a concert there. And um, any of you guys ride skateboards? I was riding my skateboard around, and uh, uh, and I I know Greg does. And... uh, and I was riding my skateboard in the parking lot, and the guys came along, and, and, and they were in the van, in the van, and they, they, they said, hey, would you like to come to the radio station with us and do an interview? So I got in the van. We went to the radio station, uh, came up the stairs there, and, and I met the reception girl, and she was pretty. And we went through from there to the little room where they do the interview, where they have the microphones and the radio guys are in, in there. But it was a small room, and there were only two seats. So, uh, and there were three of us. So someone had to go and sit out in the reception area. And, and just being the humble servant that I... <laughs> so uh, I, went, I went and sat out there with, uh, with, with, with Heather and, um, uh, and talked to her. And it, we just, we got on really well. And it was very funny because we were very different, you know. Here, she's, she's there with a polo, a white shirt, buttoned up, polo, white shirt, you know, little plaid 
leather belt and khaki pants and you know, all that. And I'm there with orange corduroy bell-bottom pants <laughs> and, and a T-shirt that said, says, my pig won on it. Because I'd just been to the pig races in, uh, at the State Fair in, in San Francisco. And apparently my pig won. So, so it was, yeah, it was a little chalk and cheese-ish, but she, I, I could see, you know, she was just, I don't know if I believe in love at first sight, but I was smitten. And, um, and so from there on, we, uh, we began to, uh, to, I began to pursue her and, uh, it really was a pursuit because she was kind of not sure about me, but, uh, and this is how, this is how I think I was one of the last of the generation the last generation to write letters. It's kind of an odd thing to think about, isn't it? You know, we, um, we send emails and we text and we do all this business. And um, so here, uh, here we were writing letters. And cell phones, uh, well, cell phones were in existence, but they were, I wasn't strong enough to carry one. Because <laughs> they were big. And, and they were very expensive. And, and um, so I didn't have a cell phone, but I did have a big bag of quarters. And, and whenever we stopped the bus, whenever the bus pulled over to, um, to a truck stop to gas up, and uh, I would put all my quarters into the, cell, into the pay phone and, and call Heather. So we phoned and we, and we wrote, and about a year and a half later, we were married, um, which is great. And we moved to, yeah. I like that, you know. It's good to clap for marriage. Marriage is awesome. Marriage, I love marriage. I love being married. We, I've been married 15 years, and we have, um, yeah, hey, it's all right. I like this area over here. Um, <clears throat> but can we get, we have so many, so many, just, oh, we've all gone through so many, we've, we've been affected by just marriage being attacked, haven't we? I'll say it that way. Um, but marriage is great. It's a brilliant design. A man, a woman coming together, it's an incredible thing. Becoming one, not just physically, but this whole thing. It's, it's, it's so far beyond what we understand. It is a great mystery, but it's a fantastic one. And it's designed to work. It's designed to work. But there is an enemy. There is an enemy. And he doesn't like it. We're going to get to him a little later on. So we got married, and um, uh, about uh, and and he, we moved to Nashville. That's where we, we based ourselves. We still do. We still live there. And uh, my wife got involved in uh, country music television. We didn't know anything about country music, but someone she how do I say it? Um, my wife is easy on the eye. She's very cute, and. Um, She's very cute, and she's got a great personality, and so she, someone invited her to be a TV host on country music television, traveling around the country with these country music stars doing things that, that you know, the, the, the different cities would offer. And um, so I could, here was I, I was traveling around the world, and, and, I, uh, and I could see my wife on TV. There she was doing her thing, and I was doing my thing, and then I started making solo records. I got a solo deal as well, and... Um, and everything was going great, you know? Like, whoa, this is the American dream, yeah! On steroids, really, it's... 
I've got a wife on TV. I'm traveling in this band that's, you know, and, and that's doing very well. And then I'm making solo records over here. And my house has a white picket fence around it. Really did. And um, so everything was going great, you know. And, and, then, uh, and then we had kids. We had our first daughter. This is about five years into being married. Yeah, she's 10. And um, uh, this is, to me, where things started kind of getting interesting. <laughs> That's funny. She just laughed. Um, this is really where things started getting interesting. I, I remember sitting out on, the, on my back porch, just sitting there at night and, and thinking to myself, wow, I'm a dad. And this little girl is going to be looking to me for all kinds of things. What sort of a man is she going to see in me? First time ever, I really just hit that, just sort of a crossroad and going and asking, what sort of a man am I meant to be? (laughs) Wow. I've just kind of bumbled my way through life and landed in some pretty great fun spots but who am I meant to be who do I want to be who does she need me to be it's funny you know you get married and you realize you're selfish right and then and it's not until you have kids that you have to do something about it you know it seems so so this, 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 uh, this started my, my, my head kind of spinning a little bit, and I started thinking about some things, and, and uh, my wife and I began talking. And it wasn't long after my back porch experience that, uh, that both Heather and I found ourselves in this, this position, this, this situation one night where It was a bit of an emergency kind of a situation. It was a bit of a 9-11. It was one of these times where we needed to pray. We needed to really pray. And up until this point, she and I, we'd, I don't think we'd ever really prayed together. We may have tried a couple of times, but we'd, we'd bless the meal and things, but not, you know. We needed to pray. And I, and, and I saw it up here. Pastor Tim, I saw here, both here and here, praying prayers of authority, knowing who he was, knowing who the Lord was, and knowing what God, uh, knowing the truth of the word of God, knowing how to proclaim it, knowing how to stand on it, claim it, own it, just, ah, you know what I'm saying? A man of God knows the word, lives by it. That wasn't me. Here I realized, here I am, I'm in this band, I'm in this Christian band, we're traveling the world, we're going to the Grammys, we're selling gold records, we're doing all that stuff. We're singing about Jesus, but I didn't, I did not know God. I realized in that moment, and my wife and I, both of us, just sobering moment, wake up moment of what are we doing? We've got everything we want, but we just don't have it we don't have a real the reality of God in our lives what are we going to do it was an interesting moment it was um I was really I, I got very frustrated I got kind of angry at myself 
but it was a good moment, you know. God was in it, and he was, he was pursuing me and saying, I, it's time, it's time, it's time. So this is what we did. We said, okay, if God can be known, really known, you know, not just known about, not just sung about on Sunday, but really known. We're going to go after it. We're going we're to start chasing him. We'll see what happens. And so we, we went home um, and we, we decided to get up early the next morning. And we had a baby. <laughs> oh, sleep is at a premium and I'm a musician. We don't like getting up in the morning. So that's double whammy right there. But, but I, I, my desire for God, it, it had to override my desire for sleep or whatever. So I, I, we got up. And I, and, I, and I came downstairs. And I, uh, I got a cup of coffee. I like coffee. Yeah, coffee's good. I think coffee is of God. Look at that. I got an Yeah. I mean, good coffee, you know, because life's too short to drink bad coffee. Amen? So I so got, my, got my cup of coffee, and, uh, and I sat down there in my dining room table. And I sat at the head of my table, figuring, out, figuring that I'm the guy. Here I am. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I kicked Heather out of that chair and I sat down. <laughs> and um, so I sat down there and, and, and I opened up my Bible and, and I just said, Lord, here I am. Lord, you have blessed me in so many ways. I know you have given me, you know, the desires of my heart. But the desire of your heart, Lord, I know is that I would know you and want to know you. Not just about you, but you. So here I am. Really a man who has nothing right now, Lord. And I want to know you. Speak to me. Begging you. Um, so, I was really very blessed in this, that, you know, a lot of, I, I know, I, especially I, I've, walked alongside a number of men in the last number of years who have hit rock bottom, you know. They've, 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 just, they've lost everything. And the Lord has allowed them to do that in order to bring their hearts back to Him. So the, the, the terrible way to go about it. But the Lord was good and gracious and kind and sweet with me and, and, and Heather. And He didn't allow us to crash and burn before we began to lift our heads, you know. So here I am, sitting there. And I opened up my Bible and I began to read. And it was really good. It was good. I prayed as best I could. Okay, well, Lord, um, I'm going to come back tomorrow. Off I went into my day. and And it was good, you know. I was moving a little slower now. And uh, being a little more careful with my, 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 my thinking and my decisions, there was something going on. Came back again the next day and met with God. 
Lord, here I am. Meet me. Began to read. Did it again the next day and the next day. And Heather is over here in the living room and I'm in the dining room. We just kept doing this. And um, this is 10 years ago. About three months into this, three months into this, we're at the coffee machine getting our second cup of coffee together. And, uh, um, and Heather looks at me and, and, and she says, it's, it's working. I know that sounds kind of goofy, right? <laughs> like that. And I say, yes, it is. And I, I had tears in my eyes because I knew what she was saying. I don't know why. I don't know how this works. I don't, you know, I'm just a simple guy. But sometimes I think God is, 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 is just waiting for us. He's saying, how serious are you really about me? about seeking my heart, about wanting to know me. You're pretty quick to ask me for stuff. Lord, bless me. I need this. I need that. But, but what about me? Do you want to know me in the secret place, in the innermost parts? Do you want to know me? You just want to know about me. Is that just enough? No. And so I think, you know, this three-month mark, I don't know, God began to break through, man, in all these wild ways. The Word began to become alive to us. I just wanted to eat it. And um, we just couldn't get enough and we'd be reading things and just going, that is unbelievable. How does the Lord know that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's God. Oh, man. Just everywhere I open this thing, it's just full, chock full of just deliciousness. So... He began to break through, and what began to happen was his presence began to become more real, and and again the word began to become, well, life changing, you know. So we kind of got hooked, and it wasn't on this process. It wasn't on okay, do your quiet time and check your box, and all will be well. No, it was coming to the it was coming to the Lord every morning and saying, Lord, fresh manner. Give me the word for today. What do you want to speak to me? What do you want to show me? Do you want to change me in some way? Do you want to lead me into a new work and a new endeavor? Do you want to give me a new vision? What do you want to do? What do you want to say? I'm so excited. Bring it, bring it, bring it. I love you. You're awesome. And um, you better believe when you throw yourself in the presence of God on a daily basis, God is not off on some cloud over Africa somewhere. He's there and he's going, all right, all right, my friend. Game on. Yeah? Game on. So, so the trick to this, though, is when, when God says game on and you say, all right, let's go, it usually means trouble. And, um, <laughs> yep. All those things I sang, sung about, those changes, a lot of them were pretty pain. A lot of them were quite painful. You know, when you st- when you turn the light on, you see things you you, you didn't see before, and uh, some things some things have little legs and scurry, like a dirty kitchen. You know, you turn the light on. Whoa, what was that? And. Uh, I began to realize that God, He loves us so much that 
and he knows what we need and he knows we need him and we know we need a real true abiding relationship with him we need to hear from him and we need to walk with him we need to understand who he is and who he says we are and he describes himself as a jealous god book of hosea you ever read that book mama That is a wild book, if I've ever read a wild book. But God is basically saying, Hosea, my people that I love, they may worship me with their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. And there are idols, there are idols in their lives that, that, that they don't even see anymore because their hearts are so far from me. Man, is addiction running rampant in this world? And is addiction running rampant in the church? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of Christian men just don't know what, why their lives feel powerless, why they're not full of joy. We just sung about this. We just sung it in this goofy little song, this boom chakalaka song. And um, the fruit of the Spirit, they're not experiencing love. Love is not coming out of them. Joy is not coming out of them. They're not peaceful. They're not patient. They're not gentle. They're not kind. They're not finding themselves being very self-controlled. Whoa, why? James 4, 8, you know, says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. not that complicated come to me come tell me I have a ring for your finger don't let the past come between us come tell me Come tell me I have been waiting The sun will be rising Don't you run to the arms of another They won't love you like I can love you don't you know I am a jealous God? Oh, I am a jealous God. So come to me. And you're not sure how you feel. Oh, and the idols start calling. Until their arms you're falling. you I am able to lead you beside the still and living water I set a feast upon the table oh I am a jealous lover no one can love you like I love you so come to me oh 
thought it was over. I thought we were history. And all I could think about is how I let you down. Let you down. My heart has played the harlot and wandered far from home. Like a ship without an anchor, drifting on its own. And you came calling. You're always calling. And down to the altar I go all alone together. And now on this altar I fall. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, we pay the devil, oftentimes we pay the devil one of two mistakes when it comes to the devil. We either pay him too much attention or we don't pay him enough. There is an enemy, people, and he doesn't like you very much. He does not like you. Psalm 11 talks about how the enemy shoots secret arrows at the foundations of the righteous. Feel those things? I think about those, you know, arrows. They just zip through the air, don't they? You don't even hear them. Shoot you in the back and you're wondering what's going on. What's going on? But the prayers of a righteous man avail much. So this enemy, he does not like these guys. Does not like our children. He does not want them to grow up strong in the will and the ways of God knowing who they are, taking their place, fulfilling the, 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 the plans and the purposes that God has for them. What are the plans and the purposes God has for them? How is he going to clothe the poor, take care of the widows and the, poor, and, and the orphans? Now, through these guys. But if, if they don't know God, they're not going to do the things that he's wanting them to do. So how is he doing this? What is the enemy doing to undermine the next generation coming through? What's he doing to destroy marriages? I believe he's really going after the hearts and, and the minds of men. So fellas, just like me, I was sitting on my back porch, you know, came a dad, wondering, whoa, who's my daughter going to see? And in this last song, I, 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 there's a line in there that says, it's in the middle there somewhere about where are you 
And really that comes from Genesis 3 where God's walking through the garden after the fall and he's saying, Adam, where are you? Not because he doesn't really know where Adam is. He knows very well that Adam is hiding in the bushes. He's hiding. He's saying, Adam, where are you? I need you to, I need you to speak it out. You've fallen, you're hiding, you're ashamed, and you're afraid. You're afraid. So men, I throw myself in this category, you know. I am a man. I may have long hair and earrings. I am a man. It's good to have a, you know, it's good to be in church. Like I said, it's good to come into the house of the Lord. But but there is more. Oh, there is so much more that is available to you. If only you would avail yourself to God, the one true and living God. And he desires that you would seek him. He says to David, David, seek my face. And David said, your face, Lord, I will seek. I'm coming after you. Woo. Oh. Racked and stacked of men of God seeking, seeking their God, desiring to know him. Is that what we want? Do we want God to just invade our marriages? Invade our homes, invade our neighborhoods and our communities. It starts with us. We've got to take this seriously. This is our chance. This is our shot. My babies depend on me. Knowing God, being a man of God. So this year, here we are, we're in January good beginning of the year it's nice to turn over new leaves and start new things it's not about setting a new resolution but it is about saying lord as my sister down here said i want this year to be the year of jubilee a breakthrough a new day a new day with me and you lord i want to walk with you i want to walk with you like daniel walked with you in babylon knowing you, knowing who he was amidst a corrupt world. So Lord, I'm coming after you. So here's my big question. We can get stirred. We can get stirred this morning. So I spent a lot of years being a part of some fun moments, big concerts and these sorts of things, Christian gatherings. But unless those moments turn into a movement, we're wasted, wasting our time, you know? Do we really want to see God move in our lives? God is sweet. My wife calls God a sweetheart. I haven't found that in here yet. But I would say loving and kind and patient and good would... would uh, I'm under the sweetheart category. And it's his kindness that leads us and woos us. Um, so this year, what is our plan? How do we plan to pursue God? Where is that time? What is that time? Where is that place? The secret place. Daniel 
He set aside three times a day to meet with God. Opened up his windows and there he was, praying. How about us? Lord, speak to us and show us where and when you want us to draw away. Jesus, we read about it. You drew away to be with the Father, in this, to be alone with him, to commune with him, to speak to him and have him speak to you. Jesus, we want you to speak to us. Lord, we want to avail ourselves. We want to be the men and the women that you've created us to be. We want to walk in the plans and purposes that you designed for us when we are being knit together in our mother's wound. That's what we want. And we don't want to be ripped off, Lord. So what? He, so, 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 Lord, in this time, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just prompt us, show us time that you would like us to rise or the, or, or the time during the day in the evening, wherever, whatever time it may be that you would have set for us as individuals. Lord, we know that our lives are all different and our schedules are all different, but we know there must be time in there to set aside to be alone with you, Lord. Show us the time and the place. Jesus. So that being said, um, let me tell you what I do. And, it, and it's still the same, 10 years later, pretty much. You know, we, we still get up before our children, and they know that they're not to come downstairs till a certain time because they know mommy and daddy are, are, are spending time with the Lord. And, um, and so we get up, we have a cup of coffee, and we use a one-year Bible reading schedule. Now, I know that may seem a little old-fashioned and fuddy-duddy, and, and, and I know in years gone by I would have said, oh, you're just being legalistic, you know. I'm sure I've read the Bible through, you know, over the years. I've read all bits and pieces. Collectively, I'm sure I've read the whole thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, but I, I think I was just making excuses, you know, for my, for my laziness and for my lack of desire, really, to truly know the Word of God. Um, it just wasn't there. My, I was full. I was full of all, other th- all kinds of other things. When you get full of the world, it's quite hard to fit anything else in. You know? So we live pretty simple. We're pretty simple people, and we've cleared the clutter, and we, are, and we desire to, to throw off those things that would hinder us so that we can run the race. So even this morning, what are those things that are hindering you? You're staying up late at night on the internet? Oh, danger. You're staying up playing, you know, who knows what? What are you doing? Watching TV? You know, there's nothing good on TV past... Well, there's nothing good on TV. <clears throat> but... Actually, Food Network has a couple of fun TV shows, you know. Learn how to cook a little bit. Um, but really, you know, what are we spending our time doing? We can't find time to draw away and be with, with, with the Father. There's something wrong. But um, clearing away some of those things that would clutter and hinder us from doing that. So that's what we did for sure. So we go to bed a little bit earlier, wake up earlier, and uh, spend that time with God. You know, before the, sun, before the sun comes up, before the cell phone starts ringing, before it gets mad. And, um, uh, and like I said, we use this one-year Bible reading schedule. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a real structured kind of a guy. You know, you'll notice that I didn't have, you know, my five-point PowerPoint presentation up here. 
structure, structure is kind of helpful for me. Um, and so this one-year Bible reading schedule, it looks like this. Let me show you. Uh, there's January. And it just has some reading from Genesis, and then there's in the New Testament. There's a psalm and some Proverbs. So I just tick the box for each day, and uh, away I go. And I just believe in using this system, um, this assigned reading, I, I approach it with an excitement you know, and with an anticipation. Lord, you're going to speak to me through this reading this morning. What are you going to say? Um, and he always does. Man, always does. This morning's stuff was awesome. Um, so I use that. And as I'm reading, I, I stumble across things that are great, of course, you know, and I feel the Lord is speaking to me in particular. So I'll, I'll write them down this morning, you know, talking about, wow. The proverb this morning was talking about how the Lord formed the earth basically via wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Wow. So therefore, I'm thinking, man, I, I want to be creative. I want to create new songs. I'm in the middle of making a new record. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Lord, your word says, cry out for wisdom, he'll give it. Okay, I'm going to ask. I mean, you know, so that, that's so I wrote these things down. Um, and I wrote, yeah, I wrote down sort of a pr the prayer behind that. Lord, I'm writing new songs. I want to be creative. Give me, you know, da, da, da. Um, and then I'll keep, you know, I'll get back to my reading. Read whatever else it is. Um, it's so helpful. Journaling. You know, I used to think journaling and, and stuff was kind of like just, excuse me, girls, but for girls, you know, kind of dear diary, you know. <laughs> Kevin looked at me today. <laughs> but come on. I mean, Moses wrote this stuff down. These guys wrote this stuff down. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John took a pen and wrote it down. They, they you know, so, so pen and paper, journaling the journey, writing down what God's doing, what we're, what we're hoping to see come through, what, 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 what you know, yeah, the good stuff. Because then especially too, sometimes you need to go back. Like these guys, they kept forgetting. They had to keep setting up memorials. So I did. Yeah. So, so, so this is sort of my memorial. I'll go look back at this on January, you know, January 16th, 2005 and see what the Lord showed me that day. Um, or, and I'll remember what he showed me. And I'll remember, wow, yes. Maybe in a few years' time, I'll look back on, on this one and I'll say, yes, Lord, you gave me wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And, and that just spurred me on to a new level of creativity. And we wrote some great songs. Thank you. You're faithful. You know what I'm saying? So, writing things down, journaling the journey. Um, prayer, prayer. Men, we need to pray. <laughs> 101, isn't it? But I'm just ashamed. I just didn't catch on to this stuff till later on. Why? I don't know. But, well, I know why. Because I was full of everything else. The disciples, they saw Jesus pray. And they said to him, finally, Jesus, you know, Jesus is a general, gentleman. He didn't force this lesson on them. They saw him praying. And they knew he prayed in power. And they said, finally, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? Okay, I'll do it. So he began, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It's actually a comprehensive teaching on prayer. If you have trouble with prayer and you need to, and you want to have a more comprehensive prayer time, um, the Lord's Prayer is an unbelievably well-structured, well-laid-out prayer guide. 
So um, this stuff um, has been really helpful for me, and we printed it out, and we put it, well, it's actually on our website, so you can print it out for free and, 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 and use that. But I guarantee, like this little Bible, this is just one I grabbed on the way out the door. It's like a little travel Bible. I'm sure it's got a reading schedule in the back. A lot of Bibles have reading schedules, which you can follow. The Lord's Prayer is in there. It's twice. And you know that someone gave you a journal for Christmas one year that you haven't used. So, so it's great to have a passion for the things of God. And we want to see God break through in 2011. And we want this to be a jubilee year. And we want, we want this to be a new day. And we want to see God move in power. And we want to see him provide. But are we willing to seek him? We, it's not enough just to have a passion. We need the plan. Amen? One more song, and then I'll leave you alone. Um, how did the guitar pick go? Ah, there it is. Jeremiah 33.3. Oh, I like this one. Call unto me, and I will show you great and marvelous things that you do not know. For a skinny middle-class white boy from New Zealand, that's good news. There's a lot of things I don't know, and I need help. I need help. Like I say, being a dad, being a husband, being a man of God, and, uh, um, and there are some confusing things, but God promises to, 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 to show us great and marvelous things. Not everything. Some things will be mysteries till the day we die, but it's in there, people. Call unto me, and I will show you things. So who wouldn't want to know some, get a little, a little Holy Spirit insight on what's going on in their teenager's life? Who wouldn't like a little Holy Spirit insight on, 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 on new strategies and, and, and ways to, to, to draw closer to one, to, to, to one another in their marriage? I mean, come on. So call unto me, and I will show you marvelous things you would not know on your own i hold the keys to your life there's so much to be shown you're not in this all alone you can't see the stars tonight the clouds move and hold back the moonlight you leave the crowd inside Time feels like it's moving in slow motion The questions on your mind They fill the air tonight Something's stirring inside Do you feel it rising? Call unto me and I will Show you marvelous things You would not know on your own I hold the keys to your life There's so much to be shown You're not in this all alone Don't be so mystified There's no need to get complicated, no Slow down your crazy ride Breathe out the air you just breathe in Cause there are secrets to unfold And visions to behold About the here and now Do you feel it rising? Call unto me and I will Show you marvelous things You would not know on your own 
life There's so much to be shown You're not in this all alone So high My thoughts are much higher than yours, yeah My ways are far better than yours, yeah His ways are far better Say you want to be safe and not sorry Say you're done doing things the hard way Can't follow those feelings anymore Have you been trying to heal a heartbreak But there's still things need to be forgiven You don't want to be lonely anymore You say you really want to run with freedom And talk about your secret addictions The silent treatment's not working anymore Call out to him and he will show you marvelous things you would not know on your own. He holds the keys to your life. There's so much to be shown. You're not in this all alone. We're not in this all alone. No, no. Gotta call out. We're gonna call out. Cause you are good, you are good, and your love endures. You are good, you are good, and your love endures. You are good, you are good, and your love endures. do our parenting, Lord, we want you. The way we do business, we want you in our minds, in our hearts, in our decisions, in our thoughts. We want to see things the way you see things, Jesus. Oh, the mind of Christ, we want to think the things you think, Lord. So we're going to call out. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for being patient and listening, because I know it's kind of hard to sit in big people church sometimes. But I think it's just beautiful that they're here, you know, because it even reminds me. um, Many of you fell in love with Jesus at a young age, didn't you? Your first love. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus is saying, hey, remember that? That was pretty sweet, wasn't it? How about 2011 being a, a year of sweetness? Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Phil.
Amen. Amen. How many of you know that the Lord sent Phil here to us to speak that message, right? Yeah.